Hello, and welcome to the Killer Cuties Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Cassidy, and I've seen almost every horror movie out there. And I'm KD, and I've seen almost none of them. So join us each week as I attempt to make a horror fan out of KD. As a warning, we will be discussing spoilers and some uncomfortable topics that may be in the plot. So feel free to check out the film on doesthedogdie.com first to check for any triggers before listening. Today, we're going to be talking about the first season of FX's hit anthology series, American Horror Story. Let's get spooky. Should I kick us off with a summary? Yeah. Okay. The Harmon family, Ben, Vivian, and their daughter, Violet, moved to a new home in L.A. in an attempt to rebuild their family following Vivian's miscarriage, Ben's affair with a student, and Violet's depression. They soon find out that on top of the murder-suicide of the previous owners, the house that they live in holds dark secrets and a violent past. They meet their neighbor, Constance, and her daughter, Addie, who clearly have some secrets to hide, and Larry, a former owner of the house who is covered in burn scars and tries to warn the family of the dangers of living there. One of Ben's psychiatric patients, Tate, who we find out is a ghost, befriends and falls in love with Violet around the same time that Vivian has sex with a man in a latex suit, believing it to be Ben. We find out that that was actually Tate in the latex suit, and Vivian becomes pregnant with twins, one fathered by Ben and one fathered by Tate. Meanwhile, Ben's mistress, Hayden, reappears and claims to also be pregnant with Ben's baby, only to be killed by Larry, who thinks he's doing Ben a favor. Hayden, now a ghost of the house, befriends Nora, who killed herself in the house after her husband attempted to Frankenstein their toddler back to life, and the two plot to steal Vivian's babies, one for each of them. On Halloween, when the ghost of the house can walk freely, Violet learns that Tate is a school shooter who went on a murder spree after his mother, who we find out is Constance, killed his little brother. Addie is also killed in a hit and run that evening off of the property so her ghost does not get to return. Violet is horrified by all this and attempts to kill herself and believes that Tate saved her from dying. We find out that Violet has actually been dead the whole time and cannot leave the house. Vivian is committed to an asylum for a short stint where we learn that one of the babies, who may be the Antichrist, is growing significantly faster than the other. She gives birth, the smaller child is stillborn, and Vivian ends up dying from blood loss. Ben, left to care for the surviving son on his own, tries to connect with Vivian and Violet's ghosts and considers suicide, but is ultimately killed by Hayden and the other evil ghosts in the house. The living baby, fathered by Tate, then ends up with Constance, who raises him like a son, while the baby that was presumably stillborn actually lived long enough to become a part of the house. Vivian finds him with Nora and gets to call him her own once more. Now the Harmons, Ben, Vivian, Violet, and the baby are reunited as ghosts and work together to scare off families who unwittingly purchase the murder house. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not like a, a truly comprehensive plot summary. Uh, there's just like, I mean, it's 12 episodes. So there was a lot going on, but that yeah. about sums it up. I mean, I think you covered the basics of like 12 yes. hours worth of content. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's, thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, you expect there to be like, there's always filler in shows. So, you know, yeah, there's a shit ton that happened that like we can't include in the summary. Otherwise that would be the whole episode. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah, spoils the biggest plot points, but would yeah. still be fun to watch having only heard that. Yeah. Are there people who haven't watched the first season of this show? I don't know. I mean, even I had watched it. 
prior yeah. to this. So I did the show is like a phenomenon when it came out. It's still fucking going. Like <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, this is one of the first shows that I remember that just had so much hype about it. People would not shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. No, people love them some American Horror Story. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was a diehard watch every episode when it comes out fan up until probably, I don't know, Asylum? No. Oh, I was like, that's season Not two, asylum. babe. That's like the season two. <laughs> Not Asylum. The other one. The one that's the, one that's the apocalypse. The crossover. I was like, you really gave it your all I for, fan. for oh, two yeah. fucking seasons and then called it quits. <laughs> no, 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 no. Up until Apocalypse. I, I wa- pretty much watched every episode as it came out. Okay. I watched, I watched the first three seasons pretty religiously. And then yeah. the fourth season happened, which we can talk more about when we talk about that wasn't for me personally um i think i watched yeah i think i watched like half of hotel season five and then i watched all of roanoke is that the next one no i don't think so i I didn't watch it i think roanoke was six yeah and then seven i skipped it cult eight was apocalypse okay i didn't i skipped roanoke then Okay, I watched all of Roanoke. I think I watched like a couple episodes of Cult, but then I didn't finish it. And then I never saw Apocalypse. What came after that? 1984? I watched all of 1984. And then I haven't watched anything since. No, I know. I always meant to. It's like by that time, I was like, like it was just streaming that I had, right? Like it was like not, it wasn't like cable shows where you like actually watch it every week. Like it was kind of yeah. like, oh, it's on a streaming site, maybe. So, <laughs> do you know the premise of Apocalypse? Yes, I do. It's a, it's very tied in with Murder House. Um, yeah, it's a crossover of Murder House and Coven. Yeah, so I know I would like it, but yeah, just haven't gotten around to it yet. But you know what? with this podcast anything can happen so yeah if i can watch 12 episodes of a show in two days Mm. you can watch apocalypse that's true (laughs) i did rewatch it in two days as well but i will say i was lightly paying attention because i have seen this season many times so oh i was very uh, I was busy while I was doing it. So I was like trying to work okay. and watch. And so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I paid pretty good attention and there was a lot to like a lot that I didn't catch the first probably two or three times that I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what off the top of my head. <laughs> I was like, are you going <laughs> to elaborate or? <laughs> um, I genuinely didn't remember the ending even. Oh, really? Yeah, I the I mean the the very ending, which I didn't even include in the um in the summary where mm. Tate's son, Constance's grandson, um, ends up being a murderer also at like three years old. Yeah, he kills his nanny. Mm-hmm. Rip. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Just like serves Constance right. 
Yeah, Constance uh, is such a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of redeeming characters in this show. No, there really weren't a lot of likable characters at all. Um, I think, like, Vivian and Moira are probably the only two that I, like, feel bad for. I feel bad. I guess I feel bad for Violet as well, but, like. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, you're just a little shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's a teenager. Oh, yeah. Um, she's like my hero when I watched this show at first. <laughs> <laughs> what about Larry? Lawrence? Larry? Do you feel bad for him? I mean, a little. Mm. The way he was rejected by Constance? Yeah, I thought that was funny. I feel like he maybe deserved that. But I do feel like it's interesting how, like, like his wife, who offs herself and their children because he, she finds out mm -hmm. that he's cheating on her with Constance, is, like, is so mad at him and I'm like yeah I would be mad at someone if they cheated on me too but you killed your children you did a worse thing so like yeah. I don't think you get to be like Mrs. High and Mighty over here <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um, um no so yeah I don't know just all around a lot of unlikable characters but like they were it was written so well that like you still kind of like enjoy watching them be awful <laughs> yeah no literally um that's like the whole the whole show is just characters you hate and it's still good yeah except the dad dude fuck ben Harmon. i hate that guy so much. oh yeah no when he's oh my god when he goes to the asylum and he's like mad at vivian for having quote cheated like fuck you dude yeah oh hate that guy he's the worst um yeah. yeah but i was glad i mean jessica lang is incredible in the show um yeah but she like she turned down the role of constance originally and then ryan murphy just kept being like hey would you be in the show though <laughs> and <laughs> he was so insistent that she was finally like okay sure i'll do it <laughs> Well, um, and she's an icon, and every season that she's been in, she is Kills incredible. Asylum? Oh, my God. We'll talk about that later, but she's incredible in everything that she does for AHS. She is. She is. And her and Ryan Murphy became, like, really good friends during this season. And Cute. So she kind of, like, got to have a bit of influence over the characters that she did later on. Mm -hmm. But what I like is that, like, her influence was just, like, her being, like, Oh, I want to be drunk and I want to sing. And so Ryan Murphy just wrote that into season two. And like, <laughs> she's like, oh, I want to just be a woman who like wears Chanel. So that's season three. Like it's just like, <laughs> just these like very minute things that she wants to do that he's like, all right, yeah, here we go. <laughs> I think that's mm -hmm. hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, isn't, isn't Ryan Murphy the same person who brought us Glee? Yeah. Ryan yeah. Murphy did Glee, he did this, he did Scream Queens. Uh, Queens. Which is basically Glee and 
this. Yes. <laughs> it, it's like if, if Glee in this show had a child, it's the it's Scream Queens. Scream Queens. Mm-hmm. Cast yeah. and everything. Yeah. Ryan Murphy originally wanted Sarah Paulson to play Miss Pillsbury on Glee. She wasn't available. It didn't work out. And so then when this show was like in the very beginnings of like being worked on, him and Jessica mm-hmm. Lang were talking and they were like at a performance that Sarah Paulson was doing. And she was like, can't you find something for Sarah Paulson in this? Like, can't you do that? And so he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I absolutely can. So he like wrote in Billy for her, or Billy Dean for her. That's awesome. She's another one that like, I feel like Horror Story kind of catapulted her career. Yeah. Because every season that she would do, she would just get more and more famous and she would get more and more incredible at it. And yeah. Yeah. I honestly forgot that she was in this one completely, which is my bad, not hers. Um, Just because she had such a small role. But like, yeah. Yeah. She's incredible in all the other seasons she's in. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. and evan peters too yeah i feel like i feel like evan peters and sarah paulson both though are kind of typecast now as you know scream queen and, and scream king they're pretty much only in horror or crime or scary drama yeah movies yeah i saw evan peters once yeah. Doing what? Uh, he was walking out of the grocery store. I was walking in. And from a distance, I was like, that guy looks like Evan Peters. And then I got closer and I was like, oh, that is Evan Peters. And I didn't say anything because I never say anything. To, I say that like I just run into celebrities on the daily. I don't. But when I have <laughs> seen celebrities, I really don't talk to them. Um, yeah. But at the time, 1984 was like, in the process of coming out and I was watching it weekly with uh one of my friends and so I was gonna be like why aren't you in it like what's what's the deal (laughs) (laughs) I want to see you in short shorts please (laughs) oh yeah he's not hard to look at no oh my god I know that's like like okay no one here is saying that like if Tate was a real person, he'd be fucking the worst person in the world. But, like, everybody had a crush on him, right? Like, let's not kid ourselves and pretend that all of us ages, like, 20 and younger at the time this came out were, like, hard eyes for Tate, you know? (laughs) Yep. It's, like, one of the key characteristics of a psychopath. Charismatic. Oh, I thought you meant having a crush on Tate. I was like, I don't think that's official, but... No. Lock Tate me up. Is a psycho- <laughs> Tate is a psychopath. Yes, Tate um, is not a terrible human being. Yes. But yes. we love the one character. The, exactly. <laughs> one of the characteristics, though, is charisma and making people fall in love with you. Yeah. So that then you can manipulate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I just it works think, like, on and off screen. Like, you can go out and be like, yeah, Ghostface is hot. And people will be like, yeah. But as soon no. as you're like, oh, I had a crush on Tate, people are like, oh, he's a bad person. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's not real. 
<laughs> yeah. I, like I disagree. Ghostface is hot. You're like, no, people don't agree well, with that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I I can see it, but I think outside of this little, like, you know, maybe you and me, mm. a few other people. I think at this point, I only surround myself with people who agree that Ghostface is hot. If you don't, okay. respectfully, I don't think we're going to be friends. That's fair. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not. It's not, not a everybody universal. Is on this. Exactly. It's not a universal experience for sure. Yes. But it should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, the house that's used for mostly the exterior shots, but they did do some interior shots in it. Um, it's called the Rosenheim Mansion. It is located in Los Angeles. Ooh. I should drive by and see it sometime, but I haven't yet. Uh, but it was also featured on an episode of Buffy. Buffy. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Buffy. It's always you Buffy. did this. I always reference Buffy. You always reference Lost or The Walking Dead. That's the two. <laughs> Not on purpose. <laughs> Not on purpose. No, you do it when there's relevant things in the show and so do i with buffy there's relevant okay. material here to connect okay. to my lord and savior buffy summers <laughs> <laughs> um no that's interesting um was there any like actual history of the house um i Murders? don't think so in terms no. of like yeah no it's just a house that is available for shooting on if you need to so <laughs> um but yeah, I don't, I don't, the only scene that I could find that they actually filmed in, because they basically replicated the inside on sets. Um, mm -hmm. But the only scene that I could find that they actually filmed in the house was the flashback um, to the scene in the 60s when like the two nurses are being murdered. Yeah. Um, so that one I believe was filmed in the actual house, but that was the only interior shot I could find. Hmm. Very interesting. What? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Um, um. What else? Let's talk about Moira. Okay. Which version of her? <laughs> oh. I love Moira. Mm -hmm. Uh. Don't ope me. Well, just last episode, you know, when talking about the sexy factor of The Conjuring, you mentioned a maid outfit. So I was <laughs> expecting you to maybe bring up sexy maid Moira. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, no, I think that it was the first thing that my husband and I do when we see a hot chick is mm -hmm. we tell each other, that's a really hot chick. So the fact that they got all the way to the end of the show and they still didn't make the connection that Vivian was seeing old Moira and Ben was seeing young Moira is just wild to me. Well, I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, that Vivian and Ben had a very different uh, relationship and dynamic than you and your husband have. Yes. So yeah, that, I guess I suppose that's true. 
I think if your husband had just cheated on you with a hot redhead, he would not be like, that's a hot redhead. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose that's true. (laughs) Uh, But no, I I thought that that was a very unique, like, I don't know, plot point, I suppose. Yeah, I think that one is, it is interesting because it's kind of like why... Like, why is she the only person who can change her appearance? True. I never thought about that. I know. It's kind of weird, right? Sometimes the characters would be, like, bloodied up and have, like, the scars from their deaths. And sometimes they wouldn't. Yeah, I feel like it was more like them focusing on, like, the shots and the angles that, like, they're showing them of. Okay. Because I feel like, like, Hayden's a good example. Like, sometimes she's shown with, like, bruises everywhere. Bruises, yeah. But then I feel like sometimes maybe she's just, like, maybe even covering them with makeup or something to, like, appear like a normal person. I don't know. Can ghosts use makeup? I don't know. Ryan Murphy, if you're listening, please tell me. I mean, ghosts can fuck. They can. So they can do that. The world is their oyster, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, that's probably, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. On the, you know what, while we're on this train of, of sexiness from the show. um, Okay. They had to just lube up Evan Peters head to toe whenever he got in that, that rubber man suit. Did they really? Yeah, and I guess, like, during, like, stunts and stuff, because, like, he had to, like, fight Ben in, in scenes like that, he, like, ripped, mm-hmm. like, multiple suits. Like, they went through multiple suits because it was so tight that, like, any movement was just... Oh, no. Yeah. That would be so claustrophobic. Yeah. I feel like... It doesn't sound ideal to me, personally, but I guess that's the price you pay if you want a rubber suit guy walking around all the time on set. I suppose I wonder, so. I wonder if it was like if it was always him in it, or if they had a stunt double like because there's times when the rubber man's shown and like his his face is covered. There's in the scene in like the the supposed impregnation scene, like the first time that Vivian has sex with Latex Man. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks like Dylan McDermott's eyes. Really? To me, it did. I guess I wasn't paying attention as much to the yeah. eyes. <laughs> if you mm-hmm. know right. No. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they did um, so that it would seem more realistic for her to think it was him, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, um, that would make sense. There is, there is one scene where Evan is putting on the suit. He's like at the bathroom sink or something. He's putting up, he has the bottom half of the suit on. He has to put the head on mm-hmm. and he puts it on and he goes to zip it up over his hair. And that gave me the ick because I'm like, you're gonna zip up your hair in that. And it's gonna be really uncomfortable. Okay. I hated that. That's fair. Go, yeah. I don't want to zipper over my hair. No, no, no.
the sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um so the gay couple that lived there previously originally Chad and Patrick. Chad and Patrick were originally gonna be played by uh Neil Patrick Harris and David Burtka. They were gonna get them in there. I don't like Neil Patrick Harris. You know what? I think that that's fair. <laughs> but anyways, I'm a they huge had a fan of his. Yeah, that you know, that's that's fine. <laughs> you don't even know why. Um, uh okay. Tell me why. Why do you think? Is there a reason I actually should not like him? Probably. Oh. Didn't he like um, uh I feel like there was something that happened. Oh god. But I can't remember. Who's to say? Um, no, I used to work at the Paradise Pier Hotel. And from the pair, I was a lifeguard. Mm-hmm. And from the deck of the Paradise Pier Hotel, you can hear things at Disney's California Adventure Park. He voices everything <laughs> at Disney's California Adventure Park. So I had to listen to his voice. Yeah. All day, every day, for like two years. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Neil Patrick Harris's voice. Honestly, yeah, that's a good enough reason as any. I Thank think, you. like, I don't ask because, like, A, I don't really think you need a reason to not like a celebrity. Like, no. who gives a shit? Also, <laughs> every celebrity has probably done something fucked up. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really... I'm surprised. You're usually the one to know if a celebrity has done some fucked up shit. I feel like I remember him doing something that I was like, okay. But I don't remember what it was. I'm going to Google it. Do it. Please. Why do we hate <laughs> Patrick Harris? <laughs> um, anyways, back to what I was originally saying. <laughs> what? Oh my God. What did he do? He made disgusting and inappropriate comments about teenage Nick Jonas. Oh, what did he say? Followed immediately by an article, eight times Neil Patrick Harris was problematic or rude as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know what he said to Nick Jonas. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, yeah, he's kind of skeevy. There we go. You heard it here first. Neil Patrick Harris, kind of skeevy. Sorry, Neil. (laughs) Anyway, he was going to be cast. Thank God he wasn't. Well, he does come back. Him and David both had cameos in season four. Um, Eventually. But yeah, they just played themselves like as a fighting couple in A Very Herald and Kumar Christmas. So they were like, we can't do that again and then have people think that we're just like a couple that actually fights all the time. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But I also, I don't know, I feel like when people play themselves as like an asshole in a movie or something, I almost want to see like them more. Where I'm like, okay, you at least have like a good sense of humor about yourself. (laughs) Yeah. It's, It's like that whole movie that Nick Cage just did. Oh, 
<laughs> where it's making basically making fun of every role he's ever done. Yeah. He's very self-aware. Oh, yeah. We love to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Well, how scary did you think it was? Oh, um, one. Oh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. I don't, it's fun. I don't find it that scary. It's a TV show on FX. Like, how scary, how scary could it be? <laughs> I mean, that was why it was so popular is because it was a TV show on FX and it was scary as hell. Oh, okay. How scary did you put it? Three. Oh, okay. I couldn't even walk upstairs without a flashlight last night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't. Oh. So here's the thing. Yeah. We might, we may have talked about this before, but percussive music, like a percussive soundtrack in a scary movie is far superior than a, you know, typical, you know, musical soundtrack, right? Sure. This had an extremely percussive soundtrack, which made things scarier. Okay. And the the title sequence, the opening sequence, is a perfect example. Like, that is creepy. Ugh. The sounds that are coming from that, that's creepy. Yeah, yeah, the season one intro is like, it slaps. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, a, it's ghosts. I think, honestly, the part, and it doesn't even like... I don't know. I guess the only part that kind of like scares me a little bit, but I wasn't scared watching it. It was more just like sad is probably this, the school shooting scene because that happens all the fucking time here. (laughs) So that part, I definitely like that impacted me, but I think it was more in like a fucked up way than like a scary way. Um, Yeah. in like a makes you want to move to Canada kind of way. Yeah. Um, or just not have kids, which I don't plan on doing. So I feel like if I had kids, I would be uh, a lot more worried every day that they went to school. <laughs> You're like, yep, that's the life. But, okay, yep. this is a weird thing. But to do with that scene is I remember when I watched this for the first time. And during that scene, I was like, like the thing that stayed with me the most was them showing the girl pee herself and I know that sounds weird but like that is such a human reaction that is never really shown in horror and Mm. I'm like it probably is happening a lot because I'd fucking piss myself that's scary as shit and I can appreciate them including that in this yeah I agree it's impactful um and this is not Ryan Murphy's first school shooting episode of a TV show either. There was a school shooting episode of Glee. And it was really hard to watch. Yeah. Becky finds a gun in Sue Sylvester's office and it accidentally goes off. 
and people think that there's a shooter in the school. So the whole episode is like, oh, them think so. There's not like an actual shooter. That's not no. I don't mean that, but like they thought it, which is yes, interesting. Yeah, and that episode was terrifying. Did it come out after or before this though? Because they were both simultaneously happening. Oh, I mean, I guess they? it doesn't matter, but. Yeah, right? The well, American Horror Story started in 2011. Wild. Um, so season four, episode 18 came out in 2013. Oh, so it was after. Of Glee. So this was after the AHS Wild. episode. Yeah, he definitely toned it down for Glee, but I mean, well, the it's Glee. fear was still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't think it was that scary. But again, it's ghosts. <laughs> Doesn't do it for me. But it's not... <laughs> It's not, well, I guess it is ghosts, but it's not ghosts. They're very personified ghosts, like overly personified. They do human things. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. See, that's scarier to me. Oh, okay. I mean, it is scarier to me, but like, I also, it, it's still a ghost that I don't believe is ever going to happen. So like, it doesn't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's true, I suppose. Um, yeah, no, I don't I don't know what about it. Honestly, I'm telling you, it's the soundtrack. I believe you. If we if we switch out the soundtrack, it wouldn't be as scary. Okay. I think that's true for almost any movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean the soundtrack you certainly put, sets the tone. Yeah, you put like a cute cutesy little <laughs> soundtrack to talking into almost anything and it's not scary anymore. True, true. All right. How sexy did you think it was? Oh, my God. Too sexy. (laughs) Overly sexy. And very inclusively sexy also. Okay. What did you rate it? Adds to the rating. I don't know. I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Probably three and a half. Okay. What'd you give it? I gave it a three and a half. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Wow, a fucking mind reader. <laughs> There's a lot of sexy um, times in this. Yeah. The maid, the rubber man. We all had a crush on Tate, let's be honest. <laughs> Drowning. Oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, Dylan McDermott's pretty hot, too. Yeah. It's just really hard to see past his character, but yeah, he doesn't do it for me. But <laughs> oh. okay. um, well, but sure, I get it. It's not like you know when someone tells you like, "Oh, this actor's hot," and you're like, "What?" Like I don't understand that yeah. at all. Um, I get it. Okay, just not for me. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel so seen because I think Dylan McDermott is an attractive man. <laughs> um, what else? 
Uh, overall? Are we at overall? No. No. Fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up, I gave it a, a two out of five. Okay. Because one point for the school shooting thinks that is scary. Okay. Well, it's fucked up. Um, that would make it a two, by the way. What do you mean? If it gets one point for the school shooting, that makes it a two. Oh, I guess like half a point then. Okay. <laughs> half, a, <laughs> half a point for that and then half a point for Tate essaying the, the mom. Yes. Murder is like expected in a show like that. This, that wasn't. So I was like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> murder house. Murder house, you're like, great, there's going to be murder. So that doesn't up the factor. Although the fire poker, that was a little much. Um, that was fucked too. Yeah. But. But yeah, saying your girlfriend's mom is not. So that's not cool. No. Um, I said two and a half. Okay. Close. Just now when I thought just the number that I wanted to give it. <laughs> because I agree with you. For all of those reasons, but also the whole show is about mothers losing babies and then wanting to steal their babies or get revenge for their babies. And I'm not, I'm not really into that. Yeah. There is a lot of child loss in this season. Yeah. Yeah. So two and a half right down the middle. All right. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Overall, what'd you think? I really like the show. Okay. I really do. But not the show as a whole, a this season. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. This season of the show, okay. I would I would rate differently than other seasons of the show, obviously. Yes. Because it's an anthology. Um, they're all different. They are. Um, I would give this one a four. What'd you give it? A four. <laughs> <laughs> We're aligning. We're becoming one. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun time. Yeah. I love this. I don't season. think it was. Yeah. It, it wasn't overdone. It's really easy to, to like, just try to overdo it to fill 12 episodes. And I don't think they did that. Like all the characters are not likable but like hateable like you love to hate them yeah it's original it feels original they played with multiple eras and made them pretty seamless it's a great show i uh, agree i also gave it a four out of five i love this season i think this might be my favorite season of the ones i've seen i haven't seen all of them um mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, like you said, I think it's, it's taking very classic tropes, but doing it in a new way that made it feel fresh. Um, I loved how they like revealed parts of the different stories throughout. Like it wasn't just, mm -hmm. oh, here's half an episode long about a story of one of the previous tenants. It was like, you learn a little bit yep. about Chad and Patrick and you learn a little bit about Nora and you learn a little bit about like all these different characters. And then they kind of all come together at the end and you kind of see their stories collide. 
And I feel like it was mm-hmm. just done very intelligently and it was smart. And I feel like it's a great kickoff to a show that had other fantastic seasons and some not so great seasons Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and is still going. And it had so many iconic, like, I'm sorry, you're telling me that people don't still use like, who is jungle gym 4322 at yahoo.com or (laughs) there's not going to be a swimming pool. You stupid slut. Like there's so many (laughs) iconic lines of this show. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was very, I feel like I say this a lot, but it like set the bar for TV. Like I was going to say like horror TV, but like really it's like people were talking about this show nonstop when it came out and there's not a whole lot of shows that do the whole anthology thing, especially over the course of a season. Like maybe it's, you know, different every episode, but over the course of an entire season, not a lot of shows do that. So it was new and fresh and it really just set the bar in several different ways. Um, but I agree. Good time. It's a good time. It is. And I think even in season one, you can see like how, I mean, maybe not all of it was intentional, but you could see that they had a vision for the future. Like there's even hint, like they talk about Roanoke in the yep. like one of the last episodes of this season. And then they do a whole season on Roanoke. They, uh, one of uh, Ben's patients they mention how she like tried to off herself in a hotel downtown. Later, we mm-hmm. find out that that's hotel. The you know the the thesis of season five, and like I feel like there's Easter eggs throughout, so you kind of like know where they're gonna go eventually. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's smart. Yeah. <laughs> Agree. Agree. Um. Yeah, I agree. So. Would you survive? Are you surviving Murder House, Katie? No. <laughs> Big surprise, no. Katie is not surviving. Yeah, no, I'm dead. Okay. Well, unless you count living on as a ghost as living. I don't. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I die. <laughs> Do you die? Um... I feel like, okay, if I, if I was Violet, I might have a chance because I, I didn't off myself as a teenager. So (laughs) I think if she hadn't done that, her and her dad probably would have just like peaced out. As far as I know, you also weren't accused of killing someone and didn't just find out that your boyfriend is a ghost and a serial killer i don't know i feel like i would handle that well okay but let's say it's me as a person right now no because if i moved into that house with all those people how they were at the start of the season i'm not having a kid And I literally talk about that all the time. So those ghosts would be like, she's got to go. And they'd kill me. So. I'll say no. (laughs) Me as I am, as I stand and breathe here today. I don't think I'm making it. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm getting murdered by a man in a rubber suit. (laughs) 
There are worse ways to die. Um, you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have always wanted to live somewhere haunted. Me too. So I think you don't even believe in haunted shit. You're such a fucking liar. Yeah, that's why I think I'd be fine living there. Okay. Because nothing would happen uh, to me. And I'd get to be like, oh, I live in a haunted house. And people would be like, oh my God, what's it like? And I'd be like, like living in any other house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that me wanting that would make me buy the house. And then I would want to like paranormally investigate. So that would make me stay in the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm never having another kid. So that would make me die in the house. Yeah. That's fair. Yep. Yeah, this one had a pretty high death count, so. Yeah, like everybody died. Yeah, like all of a sudden ghosts can kill people. <laughs> Sounds fake. <Yeah. laughs> um, huh. It kind of had, the ending to me has like Beetlejuice vibes. Okay. You remember Beetlejuice? Yeah. Oh my God, I love Beetlejuice. Like, yeah. Just like everybody's reunited in death. Yeah. Cute. Um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> next week we're gonna be talking about a movie. Is it even out yet? I don't even know if it's out yet. Bo is afraid. Well, at the time of recording, <laughs> but it is not out yet. <laughs> By the time this episode yep. is released, it will be out. But <laughs> yes. Um, Bo is afraid. Another Ari Aster. We love an Ari Aster. Tell me what the plot um, is, Katie. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bo is afraid is about a man named Bo who is in a mental asylum because he has schizophrenia. Okay. That's it. That's, That's literally it? the whole plot. That's the whole plot, yep. huh? What yeah. happens to um, him in the asylum? It's in the future, I think. Oh, okay. I've seen the trailer. I think it's in the future. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, Go with it. I I think we find out okay. that he's in an asylum. Oh, that's the twist? Find out the reason what... Wait. Oh, no. Okay. No. We find out the reason that he's in the asylum once he's out of the asylum. Okay, so he does get out. Yeah. Okay. Wait, at the very yeah. end, or? No. Oh. Towards the beginning. He's in. Okay, because you said the whole the plot was that he's in the asylum. No. So I'm. Okay, no. I'm okay. catching up now. Okay. No. Yes. Okay, so, so in the beginning, he's in the asylum. Okay. We don't know why he's in the asylum. Mm-hmm. He gets out of the asylum. Got he it. He goes and reunites with his family. Okay. And we slowly begin finding out why he was in the asylum in the first place. Got it. Okay. It's because he sees people. Okay. And kills the people that he sees. And we as the audience don't know who's a real person and who's a person that Bo's afraid of. Okay. And he probably has agoraphobia. Okay. And that's the plot. That's the plot. Yep. I hope not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 
was a great idea. No, I'm, I hate movies that uh, make mentally ill people the villains. Um, <laughs> oh, true, true. Um, but no, it's, yeah, it was surprising to me that you first said that when you've seen the plot, because I feel like the plot, um, I guess I could guess too, because I haven't seen it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I have, I've seen his short, Bo, which this is loosely based on. Okay. Um, does he have agoraphobia? He does. I'm okay. Pretty sure that's in the description of the film <laughs> that he is an agoraphobe. Um, if I'm using my knowledge from the short film and the trailers, I believe he is leaving his house to go to his mother's funeral. But in the short, he never actually leaves. But I don't think it's going to be that similar to the short from what I've seen in the trailers. Um, but my thing is, I think it's going to be kind of like the movie Big Fish, where it's like a surrealist epic journey movie of him trying to get to this funeral. Um, but it's Ari Aster, so I expect there to be a lot of fucked up shit happening. Um, <laughs> and it's supposed to be like a decades long journey, too. So I think we're going to either see like flashbacks or whatever of him as a child as well. Um, just kind of hinted at on the poster too um mm -hmm. but yeah i think it's gonna be weird like i think it's yeah. gonna be one of those love it or hate it movies i don't think it's gonna be like hereditary where it came out and like every horror fa fan was like this is amazing i think people are gonna go see it and be like what the fuck was that and then some people are gonna go see it and be like that was fucking brilliant and who's to say which one I'm going to be? I don't know. It is three hours long. That's a Oof. long fucking time to sit in a theater. So I don't know how I feel about that, Oof. but we're going to find out. That's a long movie. That's a long movie. He said <laughs> he thanked A24 for being stupid enough to let him make this movie. So, <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of telling. Like... <laughs> It's going to be mixed reviews, I think. And I'm excited. Sounds like a wild ride. Yeah. All right. Can't wait. Well, we'll find out. We will. All right. Well, that wraps it up for today. If there are any movies you'd like to hear us talk about, please let us know in the comments or shoot us a DM on our socials. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking about Ari Aster's three-hour-long epic, Bo is Afraid. We hope to see you then. Bye!